This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. We've got Betty Sargent, who is an artist of a show called Real Fake at Linden New Art Space. Now, it's actually a project space. Now, we'll go into that a little bit more, Betty, but welcome to the show. Thank you. And before we start about the actual works that you're doing now, just a little bit of background on you. Now, how did you get started with, in the arts and, and where did your love for it come about from? I think when I was a child, I just saw things and heard things that I felt like other people weren't seeing and hearing. And I've had this idea of the world that was different to what was around me. And I think I always had an, a desire to realise the vision in my head of the world. And that's what I've pursued all my career, really. Mm. And, and what sort of, what is your career for our, our, our listeners to, to get an idea of who you are? Um, well, I make media art, which is digital art, and so it's the sort of art that's constructed by light. And okay. throughout history, art has been driven by light, you know, the way that light plays within a, you know, oil painting yeah. is incredibly important. Yeah. But now we're in contemporary times, we have this incredible opportunity to actually play with electrical light, and it's something that you can control, and so you can feed data into it, whether that's environmental data or human data or internet data, and any kind of information and control these lights or projections or um, however it is that you're realising the work. And so that's the sort of thing that I make. I make uh, immersive yeah. installations. So does AI come to play in this at all? Well, it does in this exhibition that I've got at Linden, um, which is called Real Fake. And it's really a play on authenticity and artifice, like, and the fact that that has completely kind of collapsed on each other in this era, you know, of, you know, deep fake and really slippery truths. And so I really felt like there was a point with international politics where there was so much discussion around the word fake that I just went, all right, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna jump in. And so I, I started making work around wilderness um, that is both real in terms of it being photography and videography that I've taken and fake, things that I have trained um, machine learning to express that landscape in the way that I see. But it's been completely made by the machine and I feel like the machine is a collaborator for me. So mm. it's not prompt-based. You don't just put in words and say, I'd like a pink furry castle. There are deeper ways of working with artificial intelligence and where you can train machine learning. And that's where my interest really lies because you can have a lot more creative licence. Uh, we were talking off-air about AI and that, you know, like, Everyone's talking about it at present, you know, like within writing and within art. Uh, but it's, you know, like, and that, oh, you know, like it's taking over the world and, you know, like it's, it's just all just happening. But humans are actually creating it, aren't they? That's where a lot of people are getting a little bit lost with it. Yeah, look, there may be a future where computers fully think for themselves and take on sort of a general intelligence of humans, question mark. We're not there yet. And so where we're at, we're um, working with a lot of systems um, within government, within our daily life, within surveillance, within things that we have online that 
systems that are created by human beings in Silicon Valley, in Hyderabad, in these different tech centres. And they're a rarefied group of people who make that kind of technology. It's not a diverse community. It's a community, you know, mostly of people who have been through, um, you know, got PhDs in IT in some way or in computer programming, and it doesn't show a diversity of thinking. And so there's been many issues around sexist, racism, homophobia. Well, sexes, um, as in uh, Taylor Swift. Um, in the, I don't know if you know about it or not, yeah. in the last um, week or so, it's all come out. Um, and, um, you know, which is really sad, um, you know, like all the porn photos of her and they go, oh, it's AI. But somebody had to create it. Um, that That's the problem, isn't it? Yes, and that's the thing that a lot of people miss because they think the machine is generating itself. Yep. And um, it comes, they, these systems come with all these biases because humans are fundamentally biased. We're all flawed and we carry our own biases. If you're in a room of people who agree with you, those biases are going to be leaned into hard. So a lot of these systems um, disclude people and I feel discluded. I don't feel like I'm represented in, I call it the machine and I'm doing air quotes here. Um, I don't feel represented in the contemporary machine. And so part of my work is also I make it open source, which means that other people can um, use these models that I make and it, it starts them from a different starting point. Mm. And, you know, it's just my vision of the world. It's mm. not um, – but it's my little pushback mm. at the machine and mm. at society to go, look, there is a different voice. Mm. All right. So what, what are we going to see when we come to see your exhibition? Well, you walk in and opposite you is a, um, a screen in vertical mode, so it's in portrait and it will uh, it shows a video artwork that's really bright and I, I call it hyper pop, so it's a lot of sort of flashing, changing imagery. And that's a layering of different uh, wilderness environments, some of which I've taken the photography or I've, you know, I've created the photography for and others I've worked with machine learning and created it through AI. And then there's light boxes. There's a big light wall that has DMX lighting, programmed lighting behind it and another video work. And so, and there's audio as well. So it's an immersive installation. So, sorry, you mentioned, uh, you know, some of it is machine learning and, you know, what you've put into it. But I suppose that, that and that's where, for me anyway, it's a little, that's where the difficulty comes around about what, what is AI and what's your input because you've obviously, in a sense, guided or directed a certain part that, you, you know, for the machine to, to operate. So, you know, you did you have sort of like a, a bit of a vision, maybe not in detail, about what you wanted to see and where you wanted the, the machine to go, so to speak? Yeah, look, there's a couple of really yeah, interesting things that you said and I think the first one is where is this line? Yeah. You know, you started off by like this thing of um, real and fake. Yeah. I, I see them like everything. It's on a spectrum. Yeah. And so some everything is somewhere in between the two. I'm specifically talking yeah. about imagery. Yeah. So there's an image that I've taken with an analogue camera and film. Um, that's analogue. Mm. As soon as I digitise that, has that come somewhere, question mark, onto the fake spectrum? It's just a question. <laughs> hey, no, it's just true. pixels. Yeah. Then I put it into Photoshop and I mess with it. Mm -hmm. The colours completely alter. It removes itself from the landscape. Mm. And 
the soul shifts, mm. and that's the intention. Mm. Is that more fake? Well, do you know, the really interesting uh, question, I, I was um, doing some editing the other day and, and, and this uh, guy that I was with, young guy, um, who is really smart, uh, and uh, we, AI came up and he said, but a hundred odd years ago when photography was first coming in, uh, this English guy um, superimposed fairies into a landscape uh, in England to say, oh, mm. look, there's real fairies. Mm. I, I caught them. I took a photo of them. So in a way, that was AI um, in, in a roundabout way back then, wasn't it? AI is very is a very specific. It's artificial intelligence. So I I think through um, layering and doctoring images, that's uh, an editing process for me. Mm, that's digital. That's I would call digital imagery yep. because digital imagery has to do with the layering. Artificial intelligence is where the machine makes decisions beyond the ah, decisions that okay. you're making. Right. Okay. So I might feed five thousand images that I've um, created. Mm in a landscape and I'll feed it in and I'll say, learn from this and it'll just be of one landscape and then it will learn and then I'll say, show me what it looks like and it puts together its own pixels. So it doesn't combine those photographs mm. or, you know, do this okay. layering thing that yep. was um, Digital 101 <laughs> or whatever we're going to call that. Um, it creates it in its own fundamental way. Mm. And that's the difference. Mm. And it can do it at, at greater speeds now. It still takes a while for machine learning, but the AI side of it, which is the interface kind of side of it for a lot mm. of humans, very fast now. Mm. Now, you were mentioning um, your exhibition that light boxes, that's all very costly. You know, like, how do you afford to do um, the art that you're doing? Because, you know, like, we know that how the arts struggle financially, uh, and you know, like you're in this wonderful space at um, uh, Linda New Art, the project space. But hello, come on, what, what, you know, like how can you afford it? Well, out of the gate, I have to thank the City of Port Phillip Cultural Development oh, Fund. There, you, <laughs> there go. you go. And because they are a great part of local council that really supports the arts in a meaningful way. And as you say, it is really difficult. It's a difficult landscape, and I believe that we are the most cost-effective industry that there is, artists, because we're so used to dealing <laughs> with... On a smell of an oily rag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how, you know, um, progressed you are with your career or how widely you're, you've exhibited. It's... Um, it's a really rough landscape and so having these funding bodies is really important and for the community to understand how important that is for yep. artists of all levels, yep. you know, we need to advocate for that. Yep, yep. And, but the thing is it's not just simple, simply putting your hand up and going to the city of Port Phillip and saying, I want They're to do this. It's going after a grant, isn't it? And, and that's tough going, isn't it? Um, you know, like, it's a lot of time and effort. And then sometimes you don't get that money. Most of the time. Most of the – you're right, most of the time. Yeah. So, And that's something that people don't understand with the job with the arts. I've been doing this job for, for quite a while and it is my job and, and I consider myself going to work every day. I work sort of nine to five, Monday to Friday, and people are always really surprised because in Australia we're taught that artists are these sort of whimsical people that – 
glance out the window and dream up an idea. <laughs> no, no. Listen to Sunday Arts. We, we all hear that people are they, – they go 100%. to work every day. But yeah. I meet those people yeah, of course. That, um, that are really like, oh, that's your job. And I think more and more organisations like NAVA, it's really important that we see ourselves as mm. workers mm. and that we see the job that we do as work and that we go to work every day and that that is recognised. Mm. I have a sign um, at the uh, numerous places at my studio, Artist at Work, and it's a political yeah. sign for me. Yep. Yep. It's a sign of politics, aligning with NAVA and aligning with arts rights. Yeah. Uh, and, and the wonderful thing is, uh, yes, the city of Port Phillip, and they own uh, Linden, a new New Art, which is the most extraordinary building. Uh, if people, if you've never been there, you just got to go and check the building out. It's an historic building mm. that was renovated. They had to move out for a couple of years while 100%. they renovated. Um, they've got a new a director there, a Vincent. How inspiring is it? And he's been on this show uh, quite a few times now to have somebody like him that you could, you would have been talking to at some stage as an artist? More than talking to. Vince Alessi is a legend and it's so, there were, I was bumping in, it was a difficult time, it was like early New Year mm. and everybody was away, they were staffed down. Vince just picks up tools and, and we just spent this gorgeous week together bumping the show in and doing things in a really sane way organised, experienced way, having these great conversations about art and just our lives. And it is really brilliant when you're in those organisations that have such soul. Yep. And I think that uh, Lyndon has had soul for a long time and Vincent has just – Vince has just – Bought in this, yep, you know, yep. another beautiful breath of fresh air yeah, too. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful place. It re really is. Thank you so much for coming in today. So the exhibition's on now. What's it called? It's called Real Fake. Right. And it's on until the 11th of Feb. Yep. And I do have to say happy Pride to everybody. Oh, I you. have been having the most glorious day <laughs> of happy Pride with the march here yep. and it's a wonderful day. Yep. Brilliant. And thanks so much for coming in. And people, get out. We haven't got long. To, you know, like the eleventh week. Yeah, week, another week, week to go. Definitely. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. We've been talking to Betty Sargent, artist for a show called Real Fake at Linden New Art here on Joy ninety four point nine Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.